Good evening, everybody. It's Lori Burst with the Catch a Pocket Podcast. And tonight, season four, episode one, Don Pursuth. He is an artist here in Wichita. Teacher, artist, developer, and all around good guy. Go see him at the Wichita Sketch Club. And they meet on Monday nights at the Milk Float in Delano. Really cool. Um, also, I'm going from the Podbean app to Anchor app. Please like us and follow us. We're starting, I think, from scratch. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. Um, just give me some feedback. I'm still at catchapocket at gmail.com. You can find me everywhere you found me before. And then some places because of Anchor and all they do. They get you out there. So, with that, here's my first guest for Season 4, Don Pursuth. Please enjoy. Pursuth, and Don is the originator of the Wichita Sketch Club, and also, Don, you teach at Mark Arts, Mm -hmm. and you do what kind of classes there? Uh, I teach uh, portraits and figures, uh, also fundamentals of like uh, figure drawing and anatomy. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, um, we'll just get started on Catch Pocket Podcast. We first we start with um, where you were born, and kind of go from there. All right, awesome. Well, I was born in Garden City. Uh, I don't remember too much about it. I just remember walking to school and just little things here and there, playing around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and then uh, we, not too long after, moved to Wichita. We moved to Plainview, so it was kind of across from Joyland. Uh-huh, yeah. And it was really interesting over there. It's a com- uh, it's very different from where I went to high school. Right. So in that area, you know, you had, um, it was like a rougher side of town. And sure. So I got... Like uh, a little more poverty in there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then, then Garden City, where you came from? Uh, it was almost the same, because we yeah. lived in the trailer parks when we were in Garden City. And uh-huh. so like it, we, we grew up around a whole bunch of dith- different ethnicities and stuff like that. Sure. And then going to Plainview, it was kind of a little bit of a step up i guess um yeah. but it was still pretty rough over there yeah i remember uh just the the ways that kids would kind of treat each other and stuff like that it was it was very different did you get in a group of kids that like were like-minded artists or something like that like you mm-hmm. or were you different then and, and like were into something else at that uh, time i was it was different um i didn't really have much of a friend group we moved around uh, schools a whole bunch and okay. so it was always like reconnecting with people and then kind of falling off and then and so i found art to be the thing that i kept doing as a kid video games 
are just being inspired by illustration comics cool and yeah. then uh, after Plainview uh, moved to around Hayesville and that was a completely different change because we went from this more of a poverty place to somewhere where um, I, there was more Caucasians than, uh -huh. I've, than I've ever been around. And so it was a different feel. You're, you're just like the black sheep in the group. You oh, feel are like, you? You, know? you feel kind of outside yeah. Yeah, but in it that was case? Very interesting just growing up in that setting and kind of getting a view of both sides. Like growing up from somewhere where there's more poverty than, and then somewhere where it's like a lot nicer uh, -huh. uh you see the different um kind of personalities yeah. and, and so i empathize with both which is kind of nice because now growing up if i see someone being a certain way i, I kind of have an idea like okay m maybe there's more to it maybe right. like you know they have a broken house you don't just judge people right off the bat for something because they could be going through something yeah and you yeah. were able to see that firsthand as mm -hmm. a kid yeah so that makes you a little more open-minded as a person now yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah i definitely uh, love that. i would not take that back for anything i think that growing up that way is really good and i feel mm -hmm. like everybody should have a view of both sides in, in yeah, those situations sure. i think it would help a lot mm -hmm. if people would have that i i don't know if all the time people have that experience and they become a better person sometimes it makes them a worse person you know yeah. because they get involved in something but so that's cool. Um, so you got into art back when you were in school, mm -hmm. in, in elementary school and yeah. high school. Yeah. and So I was pretty much always doing art constantly. And in high school, I was still doing art. And mm -hmm. I have uh, I'm, uh, my background, Laotian. And so okay. my parents were always like, hey, uh, you got to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or a failure. <laughs> right. And of course, I chose failure. Um, I, I, <laughs> I gave up on art after high school because they were just pushing me to not do art for the right. longest time. and. Then I got my degree in web development, which is still not being a doctor, but it right. was something. Something, mm -hmm. yeah. And I did that for a few years, and I, I just realized I didn't like it. And, you know, I drew up some kind of sketches for graphic designs for people and logos and things like that. And I just felt, found my love for art again. Okay. And during that time, I kind of just started picking up the pencil again, realizing what I loved. Right. Uh, I met my best friend during that So this that is time. after... After college? Uh, after, yeah, after college. Okay. Yeah, so I started kind of picking everything up again. And then I ran into one of my best friends. His name is Thomas. Okay. And he did art. He made music. He made videos for a company called Machinima, which is like a YouTube wow. uh, kind of company. And he from did here? all this. From right here? From Wichita, Kansas. That's amazing. Yeah, you would never know, too, because just meeting him, he never told anyone what he did. Right. And it wasn't until I got to know him, started hanging out with him, going over, that I saw all these things that he did. He wrote a story for his series. He animated mm -hmm. everything for it. Did he it. make money from doing those uh, things? He did. He did. So was, that was kind of neat, too, because mm -hmm. he's doing something he loves and kind of making money. Was yeah. he making good money, or was he just kind of on the side uh, side gig? It was a side gig. It was very interesting the way it worked because he since he did everything himself um it took him like almost a year to to kind of bring out a series the oh. only thing he hired people for was voice acting okay yeah, other than that it was just all him so it took him so long even though he worked on it every single day right um the way that uh, YouTube was paying them back in the day, because this is way back in the day, mm -hmm. um, each click or how many, however many likes you get, you actually get paid a certain amount. So even though he didn't 
make a show for years, he was still getting a check every single Great. month, yeah. which was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, hanging out with him inspired me to kind of start drawing again. We started writing together and, and just, uh, you know, he, he was very inspirational to me. He brought out um, a lot of ideas out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He brought like anything he needed help with. I would help him out just because I was so inspired by just being around right. this You person. wanted to be a part of the project. Yeah. And like learn those things that he was doing too as mm-hmm. well probably yeah and that's then, that's really cool yeah during that time too like um he he eventually passed away a car accident oh. happened and so it was really uh sad and uh one day um i was going to visit him at his you know his grave site and uh-huh. it was around 2 a.m or so and <laughs> i was just driving there and i i get to his grave site and i just see this figure standing in front of his tombstone yeah and i thought it was his spirit you oh, know wow. yeah, yeah i get out of the car <laughs> i'm like it's so ghost, excited yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just like i'm bawling i'm crying i'm running towards this thing because i think it's his spirit and i realized it's actually one of our other friends what? and they they had this writing competition together like they were really wonderful uh writers and um, they just inspired each other, you know, it's that healthy competition. Right. And now that my friend doesn't, Christoph doesn't have this healthy competition anymore. You know, he's just really sad that the, like, you know, the motivation might be gone. Right. And I went and I, I saw that it was my friend Christoph. We hugged each other and yeah. like just cried ourselves out, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he told I mean, me something that completely changed my life. He said, Hey Don, live the life that Thomas saw you living. He saw some greatness in you, and so he wanted he wants you to kind of continue that on, you know? Right. Like, don't become a bitter person. Be a better person. Wow. And from then, um, I pretty much saved my money. I was engaged at the time, and, yeah. um, you know, we were planning to get married and everything. And Right here in Wichita? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my friend, uh, the well, she's my friend now, but um, <laughs> my fiancé at the time was like, hey, whatever you do, you, you need to go out to the school. Because um, I, I dropped everything. I was, trying, uh, I was at WSU. Okay. And I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn, and so I was looking at... Out to all these schools around the United States, outside of the United States, and right. I found the school called Watts Atelier, and they Where's taught. That at? Uh, it's in uh, California, okay. Yeah, so it's Encinitas, California. It's kind of by close to San Diego area. Okay. And um, I found this school, and it was just wonderful. The the price that it was was really great. Um, you didn't need to submit something to try to get in. Uh, it was like first come first serve like you know you sign up for classes if you sign up early enough you get in oh, and wow. the i contacted the artist that went to this school and all of them were working professionals or they were very uh, good at their craft and they got good at a very short span of time okay and so after researching so many schools i found that this is the school i want to go to and my fiance at the time was like before we get married whatever you do you got to go to this school. Like you, you have to do it because you're going to regret it if you don't. Right. And so I just packed up all my stuff and flew out to California and went to this school. And it was amazing. It was very inspiring. It was the first time I really saw healthy competition. Right. It was the first time I saw like a group of people just helping each other out while trying to get the same exact job. And the way that they wow. trained uh, students was very efficient. They would do traceovers where you have a live model and you'll draw them and they'll take tracing paper over if you needed help to uh-huh. correct what, where, the, where the problem was or, mm-hmm. or where you're struggling. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because sometimes when you tell people like, oh, hey, this arm's off and you, uh, it, it's hard to imagine it. But whenever you do a traceover, you lend the eyes to, right. to the student and they see exactly what went wrong. And not only that, you get to take the tracing paper home so you have like notes oh, uh, wow. to kind of flip back and forth with. And 
Like, um, how did they do that? Oh, yeah, this is how, because yeah. you have it there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a, a sample for you to take. Yeah, and they also, like, the during that time, too, like, it's it's the way that they train people, train them to work in the industry. So you had to get people good really fast. They found the most efficient ways to do that, and I love that. We mm-hmm. would go out every so often, and... Uh, we'd go eat all together and I see like people that worked at Disney and stuff like uh, they're like helping the students or telling each other how to do this or that or or what job openings there are and and it was just such a helpful community and that's what planted the seed for Wichita Sketch Club. Okay. Um, Also one of the other artists there he's from Lubbock Texas and they have a sketch club out there too and he was telling me all about it. What's his name? Um, His name is Joseph and then Brandon. Uh, Uh Yeah they actually started a school they went back to Lubbock Texas and started their own school there. Uh, What's it called do you know? uh, I'm not sure actually I know they just live streamed not too long ago of of, of a live model. Uh Uh, She was all dressed up and like you know they had florals and everything was just decorated. Really? Yeah. people were sketching mm-hmm. that model yeah wow yeah. that's cool so it, was, it was wonderful so you okay you have the sketch club in town i don't want to skip ahead of anywhere so so as you were going to that school and and learning this healthy way to um learn from one another in a competitive environment where people were actually becoming um you know get, being paid for doing their craft that they love and then that kind of inspired you more and you and you decided to come back to Wichita from there? Or did you, like, try to get on at Disney and these kind of things? Um, the Pretty much the goal was I was going to go out there for a term and then uh, come back. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was still uh, engaged, engaged at that time. Right. We are going to get married and everything. And uh, once I came back, like, um, I realized what I wanted to do. Like, I want to go back to that school. And my, my fiancé at that time was going to move to St. Louis because she was going to get her degree. She was going to school out there. And okay. we just decided, oh, man, it wasn't going to work, you know. But right. Timing was, was off. Yeah, timing was definitely off. We're still really good friends. We'll message each other here and That's there. That's cool. Uh, which is really nice. But she was, uh, she's always been a very inspirational person, very smart person in my life that I was able to look up to and want right. to uh, be a better person for. So, so she's motivated and she's your friend still. Does she live in Wichita again or uh, does she has she moved on? She moved well, she was in St. Louis and then I think she moved to Washington and then she moved back to St. Louis. So she's okay. in St. Louis now. St. Louis. Okay. Uh, yeah. Going to school still or is she a teacher? Uh, she helps uh, I forgot what she does specifically. Right. But I know she does something in the educational system. Cool. Uh, All right. So um so you went back to California then? Uh, yeah, so I came back and whenever I came back, I was like, okay, I need to save up again to go back out to California. During that time, I missed the community that was out there, you know, mm-hmm. that helpful, competitive. Because we don't really have that, or at that time, we didn't mm-hmm. really have that here, right? Yeah, we didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, I was looking all around too. I was like looking on Facebook. I was trying to find, like, does anybody get together? And I found right. out that no one did. And so right. I pretty much was like, just okay, little I mean, groups, you know, like mm-hmm. just little groups that already live together and stuff. And they, do that but otherwise they kind of stay satellite to one another don't Mm -hmm. they especially artists in wichita what i find is a lot of us are basement kind of artists we Mm -hmm. we don't go out we keep to ourselves we do yeah Yeah. introverts we we keep to ourselves we do our things and so i was like hey let's you know i i know some artists in town like uh, my friend chris ramirez nicole um, they're really amazing artists, and so I started contacting all my friends, like, "Hey, let's get together at our coffee house mm-hmm. and let's draw together." And, and and so I made a Facebook post event thing and started inviting everybody. Okay, so and that's thing, how it kind of blo- started. Yeah. That was its original mm-hmm. um, 
start for for you yeah was just getting a few of your friends together at our coffee shop and and uh and just drawing different things Mm -hmm. or one thing Uh, different things different things um so the the inspiration behind it was um i wanted people just to go and work on their own craft do their own things and kind of inspire each other and so like everybody is invited and it's still everybody's invited anybody and everybody can come and um yeah first we just started by going there and i'll bring pencil and paper for people to draw with and everyone was working on their own stuff and Mm -hmm. eventually they're like hey let's play some games where like you know you'll draw a character pass it around and everybody draws it in their style right or we just have like little little drawing icebreaker kind of things Mm -hmm. right yeah so that you get to know each other yeah and interact and that way you don't feel awkward when you're wanting to ask a question or if you really like someone's stuff you can just Say, hey, man, that's looking awesome, you know, or something yeah. like that. And they kind of already know you, and they're like, thanks, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> you know, and you have that that camaraderie yeah. between one another. That's cool. It's always really interesting. One of my friends told me that um, uh, she used to run uh, the, the, I think it's like the Orange Couch or something like that, where mm-hmm. once a month they'd get people together and kind of like do like little talks and interviews. Okay. And I remember she told me like, you know, what she likes to do is just get people together and step back and watch magic happen. And that's one thing that was very interesting is that you had all these people that were introverts. Mm-hmm. But you got them together and you step back and you just watch them interact. They're like, hey, how'd you do that? And they started teaching each other. It was, it was that healthy competition that I saw. Right. At first you're always scared because you're like, is it going to go good? Is it going to go bad? Are right. people not going to get along? Like, what's going to happen kind of Are deal? they all going to say it's lame? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. You're always uh, worried about what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. but it was good? Yeah, it was, it was good. And I think that whenever you can steer conversations in certain ways, uh, nowadays, we, we go from eight people in the beginning. Now we're up to, like, almost 50 people. Nice. Sometimes we'll hit that 50 mark. It's, like, it, it's very, bigger than I ever expected it to be. And... Uh, as a person that kind of uh, runs the sketch club, what I do uh, whenever I get in is one, I, I, I meet people. I, if I see someone drawing in the corner, because it's a very intimidating thing to come up to a, a big group of artists, you know, yeah. you know, no one there. <laughs> and so if I see someone drawing, I'll go and I was like slowly talk to them. Hey, are you here for the sketch club? And I'll slowly kind of find them a spot. And I get to know their personality so that and what kind of art they do. So I could sit them next to people that do the same exact thing. And so they right. could kind of have a, a similarity, a connection with one another. Sure. And so it's always now it's like finding the personalities, pulling up the chairs, figuring out where they, they'd work best. So, you know, we have a group. Right of artists that they they're pretty quiet but they just love working on their own things they love just being around others right. and not talking and there's others <laughs> where they, they love to talk they love to like inspire each other they're more the intro extroverted mm-hmm. artists sure. <laughs> and, and so it's always funny trying to puzzle these pieces together and even now uh, like last week I saw a couple that came and they're sitting really far away and I came and I kind of talked to them like, hey, would you like to come uh, join us in the group? And it was a little later in the day and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe next time, you know, because no one really knows who I am. I'm just like running around all the right. time. <laughs> and so I think once they see a face, someone that they can go to be like, hey, we're here for Sketch Club, and then right. I can kind of seat them, you know. Cool. Yeah, and so it's always interesting to kind of piece that together. So you have that kind of, um, in, in a way, that's like sociology in your mind, you know, uh, like you have a way of putting people together and how, who's going to fit well together or who might inspire one another or, or whatnot, you know, and you have that ability to kind of read the room, mm-hmm. which is, is not everyone has that. So, um, yeah. 
I think that's that's very good for what you're doing, you know, mm. to have that ability. We have been running for like five years. It it, it was very rough for a lot of times. That right. There's so many times where I was like, I think this is it. I think we're going to uh, like, because we worked with Confluence for a while and we're holding Sketch Club there. And there wasn't that many turnout. It was like, you know, in a strange place. There was no coffee there. There was like, you know, you right. just go into this room. Um, and so that was after that kind of cut off, um, I, I think I was just burnt out. And right. One of my friends who kept on going, she, she was like, Hey, let's go grab coffee. Let's go somewhere and let's just draw together. And I was like, okay, well I'll, I'll invite a friend. And she was like, okay, I'll invite my friends. And uh -huh. it slowly picked back up. Okay. And that was when the momentum started again. And I feel that each and every time where I'm just like, I'm always burning out. Mm -hmm. Something happens like the community needs it. And so by the community needing it, like it kind of just runs itself after a while right uh which i think is really really good um i think that without the people that are going sketch club definitely wouldn't be what it is right um and i've been trying to do more now like uh before the whole shutdown i was working with other businesses like tissue sewing studio uh, -huh. uh there's a lot of artists that didn't never had an art show and so I, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, can I get some artists to do an art show there? And so, you know, they started submitting their pieces. And they started helping me put things together. So they got an experience, an idea of how putting a gallery right. together would be. And it was really cool, too, because she would she's a sewing studio. She teaches students and stuff like that. OK. And she started having th uh, these models that she hired wear their costumes. That and they're putting together. Uh -huh. And yeah. then you guys kind of rendering them into drawings that however your your style mm -hmm. yes goes yeah. onto the paper that's really yeah. cool so they would come they'll sit down we'll all just draw them and then they'll switch out and oh. then she started to let me host um uh, uh portrait classes there so i'd have a live model come in and it was free to go to cool my thing is i love just educating anybody and everyone like right. i'll i feel whenever we leave this world we don't really leave anything behind but the things that we teach can build on and go on from there right and so that's always kind of been my thing and then from there um we i started working with uh, casey joy she had c joy soul works for a little bit okay. it was like across from norton's brewing um all right and so i i kind of just started helping her out there and and kind of running free portrait classes there and mm -hmm. and then it was just it was wonderful the community that came in we would just come we'll don't like donate money and then draw sure. from the model and and so I, I i feel like there's ways that we can all teach each other something sure with yeah. sketch club there's so many different artists there's graphic designers there's illustrators there's storytellers there's you know just anything that you could find and if we could just learn something from each other right. that, that would just help out so much yeah and like if you're an artist and you're um you know working in your basement and you're kind of banging your head up against the wall on what to do next maybe that's a perfect outlet for you to go say this is what i've got but I don't feel like it's completed. What do you guys think? And just kind of get feedback, mm -hmm. good, positive feedback, you know, um, that could make you go further with mm -hmm. that piece or maybe stop it and move on to something else. And that's just really good, I think, um, for everyone involved to be able to experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like as artists too, we have that rough roughness. Like um, our art is our like everything we put into it. Our emotions are, you know, we're very vulnerable, and it's very vulnerable. Especially whenever I teach too, I see this is 
there are some artists that will come in to class and they'll just be so in the beginning, the first few weeks, they're just so intimidated by everyone else, you know, that they don't want to put a line down or they're always like very critical of what they do. Yeah. And, and once we learn how to get over that barrier, uh, we start to grow. We start to not focus on everyone else, but focus on our own craft because everyone was right. there. We were all at a place where we weren't good and it just takes the effort. Uh, it takes just the practice to get yourself better. I, I truly believe that everybody can draw. Growing up, we learned how to write our alphabets, right? If we can make a mark and- um, <laughs> You're right. If we can kind of train our hands to deliver, our eyes to see and our brain to understand what we're seeing, we and we make those three things work together, then, then we can render or make something look three-dimensional on a two-dimensional surface. Right. And I truly do believe that everyone can draw, but it is going through that hardship. It's getting all over those barriers that everybody faces. And I think what's really inspiring is knowing that we all go through that together. Right. Uh, I went to a, a talk. Um, There's an artist, her name is Carla Ortiz. And um, she said uh, she was she got hired by, I think it was, one of the, I think Marvel, or I forgot who she got hired by, but she didn't think she was good enough. And so she called her dad. She was working on this thing for so long and she called her dad crying. I was like, I can't do this. Well, blah. And then mm -hmm. her dad was like, you're an artist now <laughs> because I think that we all need to go through that. We need, all need to go through the emotional cry, the right. emotional struggles. And then once we can push through that barrier, then we will start growing and then right. we'll hit it again. We'll right. hit that. We'll hit that peak of, of we're doing really good. And then we'll plateau or we'll get a little like worse. Run out of energy, mm -hmm. you know, or fail yeah. like this to me sucks. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I, I do that all the time. I'm like, I suck at this so much, but it's, it's you hitting your bottom and then you either you get up and you keep going or Mm -hmm. You stop, you know, and you do something else with yourself. And hopefully that's positive, you know. But yeah. I think that's that's part of just being a... If you want to really be great, there's no... I feel like there's no expert mm -hmm. level because I think you should always be trying to learn. Yeah. So if you say you're an expert, usually that means you don't have any more. You're a master of this. You don't have any more to learn. But I think really there should be another word for it uh -huh. because... Everyone should be always learning, even on your last day before you die. There should be some kind of thing yeah. that made you that you didn't know before. Yeah, it was like the masters. They they wanted to they wanted to learn more. They 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 died, and we call them the masters of, of the time. But like Leonardo da Vinci or mm -hmm. all these amazing artists, sure. they died knowing that they could have learned more. They wanted to be alive so that they can continue uh, working on their craft, continue growing. I, I really think that we have this goal in mind where once we get there it's going to be okay but we need to be okay with the fact that once we get there we're, we're there there's no end there's no right. end goal there's just constant learning and i think that once we can build a community over it uh then there's no cap off like there's just instant right. like everyone's going to be teaching other uh different techniques to each right. other and um and I think that having a mentor really helps out a whole bunch too. Right. Uh, that's one thing that's really cool about Sketch Club because any in any class you can go into a room and realize where you are in there. Mm -hmm. um, if you know if you go to a like room these of, are the excellent ones <laughs> and these guys are pretty good and these are the lower level people you know yeah. or something like that. But you can always figure out like oh I am growing because I feel like I'm at this level now and right. and that's the really cool thing 
that I see a lot too. Like definitely in, at Sketch Club, people will be like, hey, how'd you do that? And then the conversation starts and they just spiral into mm -hmm. this long, long conversation. I, I used to hold Sketch Club at 5.30 and we'd go till nine. Mm -hmm. Now we go, go till, uh, we close. Close the place yeah. down. Mm -hmm. okay. So we go, we meet and at Milk Flow every Monday. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. tell the people, um, where you meet, mm -hmm. how long it is, and, and you know, if, what to bring, if you have to bring anything, or, you know, yeah. whatever. So we meet at Milk Float from 6 to close now, and bring whatever you want to work on. Uh, definitely uh, would avoid, like, oils and kind of, like, anything toxic. People bring watercolor, gouache, uh, colored pencils, you know. Uh, whatever you want to work on. Some people just come to hang out. Like you don't even need to draw. <laughs> I think it's just being there and being social with others, being inspired. Um, a lot of times I, I actually don't get to draw there because I'm always running around, but I'll get inspired <laughs> and I would go home and, I, and then that's whenever my spark happens and I right. start drawing and painting. But yeah, like everybody's invited. It's uh, You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Switchta Sketch Club. Okay, uh, and we'll post that in the notes so uh -huh. that you can just easily click on those. And um, what what other things do you have going on besides uh -huh. Sketch Club? Uh, mainly teaching. So uh, my main thing right now is teaching. I, I do tattoos also. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always really enjoyed teaching. Uh, from what I saw at that school, that's what I want to bring here. Where and do so, you do tattoos? Uh, electric chair. Electric chair? <laughs> yeah, okay. So and you so work like regularly there. So that's your main gig where you make your money. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then uh, and then you said, what else did you do? You uh, work at Mark Arts? Uh -huh, yep. And you do a few classes? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So my classes uh, are Thursday nights. Um, uh, my figure drawing classes is about to start soon. Um, you can always look on the Mark Arts website to kind of see what classes are running. But I definitely teach the same way that they taught out at Watts Atelier. Okay. Um, it's uh, the old school kind of Russian style of teaching. Neat. And so it's very, uh, I, I feel like it's a very efficient way to kind of learn. And I have a lot of returning students now, which is really nice. And kind of seeing where they, they're going is and really And they cool. enjoy that style. And it's <laughs> usually when they return, it's because they they really got something out of that and they're ready for yeah. some more you yeah. know what i tell every student too and uh, i think this goes for anybody taking any classes is go in there and just take 10 percent of anything that you can learn because a lot of times we're not gonna take in a hundred percent of what someone says we're gonna take that little 10 percent. we're gonna work on it figure out the next time what we need to work on grab that little 10 percent, and then by the end of the term if it's 10 week term you have a hundred percent of something that you never knew before that's and, amazing yeah that's good yeah and so i think that everybody has this expectation where they're just going to remember every single thing that's taught to them and that's <laughs> not how it works you know it's like going through the hassles of of, of of struggling and actually learning and then doing actually doing is the thing that kind of teaches us and gives us the questions to ask for the next time right and so and that that's how you get your feedback too because you do it and then someone will give you feedback and and that teaches you something or you know yeah and then you progress from there hopefully mm -hmm. yeah so right now i'm working uh, with my friend um, ernest vince and we're kind of talking about wanting to start a school okay and that's always been my ideal goal is to build what was out in california here okay so that same type of teaching method mm -hmm. and you said it's what kind of teaching method uh kind of like the old it's called atelier it's like a, atelier. a, a studio like environment like they did okay. the, the way that they did it back in the day okay so i want to bring that here um and I want to eventually be able to train students to the level of that school if I can. Right. Uh, because I, I never, I feel like going into teaching, you never think you're good enough. 
Right. And there's always teaching is something completely different from doing art, you know, so you're trying to comprehend what you're doing, create a process for it, and then kind of go from there. So we're trying to build that over here. My friends in Lubbock, they have their own school. So I have like friends okay. that have slowly started opening their own schools. So you around. can kind of like find model mm-hmm. and then emulate it and then feedback off of each other as well. Like, uh, yeah. because you're trying to do the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, so. I feel like the greatest ideas come from looking at what someone else is doing. Because Sketch Club was something that has always been around. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't in Wichita yet. Seeing what they're doing and then building upon it, seeing what you could do better. And constantly going back to seeing what you're doing and then revise and just be like, okay, we're doing this right now. What what, what else can we do that would right. be better? We're always looking for different ways. Like right now at Sketch Club, we have... Uh, uh, art trade like a trading card game okay so every week um, I would hand out some trading cards if they want to and they can draw whatever they want in there we'll throw it in a shoe box shake it up and whenever you leave you can uh, like kind of uh, randomly select through and pick out a, a, a art card and so you get original piece from someone wow. yeah that's and cool we used to do um, kind of like a Valentine's Day a secret Santa kind of deal where like uh, we would write someone's name, what they love, and a person, whoever got their name, would make something for them. That's really neat. Uh, then an art trade. We did like a, a auction thingy. And, and it brings uh, you closer because it opens up your world to those people, whoever they are, that you're getting their card or that you're making them art. And then and then you realize who they are. And, and yeah. it just kind of opens up a friendship or camaraderie of some kind you know mm-hmm. that wasn't there before so yeah. that's really cool and then they'll write their instagram on there so you can always like find out like oh man th- i'll follow you <laughs> now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you, you make more friends and i think that it's it's yeah. never a bad idea to make more friends you, you want to be around the people that you want to be you want to be around the people that inspire you right and so and and like mine i like doing the same talent in a way is is neat because you have this common common bond mm-hmm. you know whereas if you go to the grocery store or something there's people that aren't interested in the same things as you so you have a lot more to talk about with a another fellow artist than you would maybe a construction worker or something like that not not yeah. saying anything bad about construction workers but yeah you know they might be artists too <laughs> uh, yeah. on the side i feel like there's art in everything yeah. too like um of course a lot of murals are popping up around town oh now. yeah beautiful just seeing the process of what they do they have to clean the walls and then uh-huh. they have to prime it and like it's just very it is amazing and they have that um you know Kristen is doing that new kind of pop-up art in that area that it was the um, where the food truck court was uh, oh, downtown, yeah. and now they're doing right now they're doing like chain link gallery. Uh-huh. Have you heard about this? No, no. What is oh this? my gosh, you need to go there because um, all you do is friend Kristen or Harvester Arts, mm-hmm. and they do little pop up things every once and again, like on Final Friday. Yeah. And this time it was graffiti, and they were uh-huh. painting graffiti on those brick walls that are on either side of there. Uh huh really cool stuff from what i could tell i want to go i'm actually going to ride my bike down there and uh, check it out today oh nice yeah. <laughs> i need to drive by now yeah because i yeah i forgot that the pop-up park after covid it's like what what happens now i know i just <laughs> i'm just trying to get my feet under me as well so like yeah. like you're here for the second time because i messed up our recording so <laughs> so there you go uh, we okay. all make mistakes you know double I'm take it's always humbly the second time right yeah that's what we say <laughs> wink wink um 
So, okay, on this podcast, of course, you know that um, I always like to hear a story of inspiration or something that inspired you at some point. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you have anything for the listeners, maybe, that they could take from it. Yeah, some inspirational things. Um, I think the most inspirational thing was going to that school. I met so many people, and one of the guys I met was so extreme uh he was honestly he's one of the most inspiring people i've ever met he the first thing he ever said to me was hey don do you read and i was like yeah you know once in a while i was like how, how much do you read and i was like oh a book maybe a month maybe less than that and he was like you got to read three books a week or you're gonna die and i was like what and what was his name again his name is pavel sokoff you should look okay. him up he's an amazing artist he uh he got into the new york times with one of his paintings and and now he's just he's on to like really wonderful things but he's been one of the most inspiring people that I've met is just he's so extreme not only him my best friend that passed away he worked himself to the core and, mm -hmm. and I think that he just loved working so much on his craft that just being around them was so inspiring to me and I think that that's what all that's the thing that we all need is see something that's unobtainable see something that is so out of the norm that it inspires us to do more it's like I don't know I hope everybody has someone like that. And if they don't, that they could find someone like that right. or even have a personal connection with them. I feel like whenever you reach out, like sometimes I'll, I'll randomly message an artist that I see on Instagram that I feel they're, they're never going to message me back, but they end up doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really cool. Those are the inspiring moments in my life is is whenever I'm actually around these people. Jeff Watts, who uh, runs the Watts Atelier, he owns the school he's honestly my idol like i, I want to be him right like the things that he's <laughs> created the thing that he's done the way that he teaches draws paints he's just someone i feel is just at such a high level that i would never think that a person that's so friendly that's so inviting exists and and is able to do what he does you know right yeah, it's it's very humbling knowing that everyone's just human too <laughs> right yeah and it's nice when you really admire someone and and they take the time out of their day to talk to you you know it makes you feel like important and uh, that's really important to be yeah you know mm -hmm. and um so that's really cool I, I hope you know if ever someone is thinking really great things about me that i take the time and don't brush them off you know and mm -hmm. and it's really important to uh make that connection with your fans or, or whatnot so yeah i feel and, like everyone should push through like um times will always get hard and i think that it's the struggles in life that makes us uh grow the most um there's so many times like, it, it actually has been happening recently where coming out to this new world again um <laughs> it's uh I, I burn out a lot faster and every time i'm your about stamina to burn out, Mm -hmm. yeah. Every time I'm about to burn out, I actually, like someone wrote a, a really wonderful, sweet message to me on Facebook because I was like, I went home and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then I get that letter and I'm just like, oh my God, okay. Like the, it <laughs> gave me another drive. And then I woke up last week to a friend messaging me about how helpful it was because we do have a lot of artists that come in. They, they, they have like PTSD mm -hmm. or they have just like struggles in their own lives and, and how this group's helped them. And even like, you know, they would talk to it, to their therapist about it. And mm -hmm. the therapist would recommend other people to come in. Really? Yeah. Really interesting. And it's like, it's always surprising that, you know, it, it, you, you never 
expect it to happen. And then you look back and you see the people telling you like, oh man, you're doing this. I think that whenever you're so focused on a goal, you're so focused on something, everything else just kind of, it gets blown blown away. But when those messages come, when when the, the inspiration comes again, or it, sometimes inspiration doesn't come, you just have to continue doing it. Right. But whenever that happens, it's like, okay, I remember what I'm doing this for, you know? Right. And it's in the hardest times that we get challenged, but if we push through, things will happen, but we just have to constantly push through and go right. through that struggle, you know? Right, right. Because if you give up, it's not going to happen. I mean, there's not going to be somebody who goes, not normally is there someone that's going to pull you over the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not normally. You're, you have to push through that hard part and the dip in the valley mm-hmm. and uh, get to get to the top of the hill again, yeah. you know, or to at least see it so that you have a goal to obtain. Like, there it is. I can find, I know yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. And it could be a lonely road. And that's why I think that just having your friends or those inspiration people around is very good because you, you're doing it alone, but also you have the people that you could fall back on to kind of, you know, inspire you again. Right. Kind of deal. For sure. Is there any other thing that you'd like to plug or promote while, while I have you here? Uh, I would just say um, for any artist, it doesn't matter whether you're just a writer or illustrator, uh, come check us out. Uh, message me if you, uh, I know it's very hard to just go up to a group, of, especially how big <laughs> we've gotten, just go up to a group and try to, you know, sit down or find a spot. But I'm usually running around. If you're uh, too afraid to kind of jump into Sketch Club, message me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I usually show up uh, 30 minutes before we start, so there's like no one there. And so if you're really scared to kind of just jump in, if you get there at 5.30, you'll ha- there's no one there and you'll have a spot. And then, you know, it would be less intimidating just to kind of go into like a big group. And if you ever need any help at all, if um, you need to reach out for any designs um i've been having a lot of people reach out I'm like hey do you have a graphic designer can can do you have someone to make a logo mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to the group because i love to send these jobs to people oh, cool um and and yeah. kind of get get them started <laughs> with their career yeah uh, and even you know when you have a a talent like that there is a lot of people that need help with different things you know they have a talent for one thing but not maybe logos so they need a new logo or something like that something and you have the connection so and it brings them together and you can make a little bit of side money and you know everybody wins i guess oh yeah yeah <laughs> well don i thank you for catching a pocket with me today and i thank you for coming back again i'm really <laughs> sorry um but you've been great and everybody look out for don Prasuth. he's out there doing great things in wichita Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks to Don Pursuth for coming out and just talking about himself and sharing himself with us. The Catch a Pocket podcast is brought to you by me, Lori Burris. I'm using the Anchor platform now. Thank you, Anchor. And it's saving me hundreds of dollars. 
and also I believe it's getting out there to my market audience a little better. Um, they make it easy, so if you're interested in starting your own podcast, try Anchor Podcast. And also, I just like to thank Kirk Renstrom and all his friends for the music that I use on the podcast. I'll put a link to that on here too. Um, go by from local artists and support people out there trying to make a difference in your community um thanks for listening and like us and share us and we'll talk to you next time see ya